everyone, and welcome to Ring of Tyranny. I'm your host, Alan Johns, and you are listening to the only hashtag WrestleCast. In the hashtag WrestleCast Nation, hosted by an ex-truth teller such as myself, we welcome you to the show. We welcome one and all, whether this is your first time joining us or your 99th time joining us. So we've got a, got a big anniversary coming up, don't we, folks? For those of you who've been following us on this journey, uh, we thank you. We welcome you back. For those of you uh, who are just now hitching a ride on this wagon, well, hop on aboard, friend, and and and, and enjoy the ride. Uh, it's been a little bumpy here and there. It's been a little bumpy here and there. It's been a little scary. It, like we're gonna run out of supplies. Uh, it's been a little. It's been a little. Uh, uh, we've gotten out of a couple tight pinches by the seat of our pants, if you will, and. Uh, yeah, that's, a, that's always fun when you get to the other side of the of the treachery there uh, and, and you're able to kind of go, woo, and leave a, leave a Ric Flair breath of, uh, of relief uh, behind you with all those troubles. Anyway, uh, you know, not to get too ph- philosophical before we get started here, this is the Philosopher Files 0103, uh, and, and we're going to be talking today about learning experiences, about teaching experiences. That's uh, going to be the subject today. Um, you know, first, if, if you're unfamiliar with the show, well, well, I suggest you, you go ahead and, and uh, familiarize yourself with, this, with the show. You know, if you're new to this show and you don't necessarily know about the space alien that invaded uh, my previous show, destroyed my uh, legitimate media operation, Datafight, which had uh, a, 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 a radio show, AM radio show, an online radio show, a recap podcast, uh, four hours a day, seven days a week. We had sponsors, multiple sponsors. We had a, a huge and growing online presence where people would uh, talk to each other, you know, on forums. If you want to familiarize yourself with all that, with the story of Dweebus, a.k.a. Christian Cage, a.k.a. Sammy Callahan, uh, uh, go ahead and familiarize yourself with the 40 or so episodes that constitute season one of this show. Um, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't really want to get into all that again. I'd like to get get going with the philosopher files, but you know, if you haven't, if you don't know that the, that the space alien destroyed the, a decade of my hard work, of my blood, sweat, and tears, and set us on the run on the lamb. Forced us to use what savings we had to start an organic farming operation that my daughter had planned out, and and uh, praise God, that's that's worked out for us somewhere in Texas. I'd rather not be specific. If if you don't know about that, if you don't know that uh, the space alien stole my voice for two years, and I've rekindled an old an old fire with professional wrestling and. Once my voice came back, after I'd watched every breath the Hitman heart match, my voice came back, and my wife and I decided it would be okay for me to return to broadcasting. I'm a third-generation broadcaster, first-generation podcaster. I've got it in my bones. I've got it in my blood. We decided it would be okay for me to return to broadcasting so long as I didn't do any more of the truth-telling, any more of the uh, government news, the news the government doesn't want you to hear anyway, government news. Uh, Truth, basically. Truth spreading, should we say. Uh, commonly referred to as conspiracy theorizing, which it most certainly was not. Uh, uh, I suggest you familiarize yourself with the 12 or 13 episodes that constitute season two of this show. And even more so, if you, you know, 
If you're wondering why, uh, if you listen to those episodes and you're wondering why uh, my voice has changed, I sound like a different person, and that's because you haven't joined us and you don't know the story of uh, of, of Dweebus, the space alien, uh, interfering so much with our wrestling podcast because it made him a fan of WWE just as we were finding out we couldn't keep up with WWE. It was too much to get. Ca- it was too much to uh, to keep up with. Too much time. Too much of a of a of a commitment. And it was too much to keep up with, so we finally decided to give Dweebus his own segment on the show covering WWE, and that's when the men in black, the black helicopters, and the black cars showed up on my doorstep, and uh, Special Agent Clinton with the FDI gave me a DEB grade throat lozenge that soothed up my voice and made it silky smooth, as some of you have uh, emailed in to comment about how silky smooth it is, rather than, uh, as, as, as Special Agent Clinton called it, the grating, annoying, a downright irritating voice that I had before. Well, if you want to know those pieces of the story, uh, friend, you can listen to the the 19 or 20 episodes that now constitute season three of the show, and that's where we are now. Uh, My operation has been dinged and donged, and it's, uh, sorry about that little interference there. I had to remove my coat. Uh, but our operation's been dinged and donged, and it's 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 a uh, rolling on shaky wheels. You know, we're trying to keep this thing together. I pleaded uh, for donations the last episode. I'm not going to do that again. You know, if you want to donate, you can go to Patreon.com/slash Ring of Tyranny and join our only and beloved patron, uh, TEC Bid there with the X Men Avatar. You can join him and and, and donate to this show if you want to try and one day restore it to the former glory of a, of a legitimate media operation that it used to be with Datafight. No, right now we're coming to you on my 30, 30 minute or so truck rides, more early morning truck rides into town. And you know, with the daylight savings, it's a little lighter out here, but it's still not light. The sun's not up. The people are barely up and I'm one of them, but we, we want we needed to come to we needed to broadcast to you and after I okayed it with special agent Clinton uh, you know talking to him uh, he's he's a Chicago feeder you know we, we talked police procedurals kind of hit it off a little bit and he decided it would be okay for me to re, to keep on uh, doing this show you know but the, but the space alien's gone I haven't talked to our producer our executive producer who used to bring you this show Bernie Presido in a while. I haven't talked to the RSS feed owner who was writing a book about me with the space alien. Uh, I don't know what happened to them and then and, and maybe we'll do a follow-up episode that's, not, that's neither here or there. Today we are bringing you one of our newer uh, one of our newer formats, our newer uh, shows that we do, the Philosopher Files. And so, um, uh, the Philosopher Files, this is 0103, Practice What You Teach. It's going to be called something like that. Because the theme I, I want to, uh, the theme I'm going to try and hit on today, and I know sometimes I get a little rambly-pambly and, and, and go off on tangents and little, you know, the byways and throughways that aren't necessarily the main highway. I'm going to try to keep it on subject, and the subject I want to address or try to keep it on uh, this week is, uh, is what we teach, what we teach each other of, of life uh, being a learning experience. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people just, just come and go and, and they, and they uh, look around a little bit and they move forward and they get through it. And, and that's admirable in many ways. It's, it's admirable in many ways when someone um, 
can get through this life without stirring up too much trouble for themselves or for others. It truly is, but it's not, it's not the, uh, as far as I'm concerned, I don't think it's, it's the majority. I don't think it's what the majority experiences. I don't think it's what happens to the majority of people that inhabit this earth. As short a time it may be, and, and, and you know, one, one thing is you never know. You never know how long you're going to be here. You never know what's going to happen. So you might as well try to make the best of it. Well, what is the best of it? And, and, we, and we addressed this last, uh, last uh, uh, edition of the Philosopher Files. What is good or bad? What is uh, perspective, you know? In my opinion, it's all about perspective and... Heck, even if even if you supposedly don't believe in God, I mean, most most quote unquote atheists, uh, you know, subscribe to some kind of scientific beliefs, uh, scientific beliefs, which even themselves are pointing towards that. You know, it's it it, it just makes more sense for us to help each other and, and and be nice to each other rather than kill, exploit, and abuse each other. Uh, it just makes sense. That's what the species, you know, other species on Earth may kill each other for food. Maybe they get in little fights here and there, but for the most part, we all inhabit this place together, and it's and it's just kind of all in the species' interest to get along, be constructive, to help each other, to make friends, and work with each other. It's just overall that's just, you know, more in everyone's. Uh, more in everyone's interest, I would think, but, you know, when you're going through life, and then you haven't had the right teachers, you haven't met the right people, you haven't had the right friends to tell you about it, you might just keep your head down and push through. You may never think about, about, about who you're affecting or what you're doing, you know, the, the species, the organism, our human, uh, we have a human, uh, in, 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 there's a, a innate drive to survive. And the drive to survive is one of the strongest drives and one of the uh, longest drives we go on. It's a, it's a drive that, well, our drive through life is our drive to survive. And it's a very basic instinct. Uh, now, I'm not talking about the movie with Sharon Stone or Michael Douglas. I'm talking about basic instinct uh, of survival of the human organism to survive. But you know, with that basic instinct have come uh, years and years of passing down lessons, passing down teachings so that we we can. And it's a little, it's easy, but it's a little dangerous sometimes to take the teachings that we've worked so hard to procure, that we've worked so hard to learn in the first place in order to pass on to each other. It's a little, dangerous to take those for granted uh, and think, oh, I'm, I'm the smartest man that ever lived. I don't need those silly teachings. I'm the smartest man that ever lived. I already knew that. Well, you wouldn't know it if someone hadn't learned it. I'm sorry. I don't mean to, to yell. I, someone someone actually cut me off. There's very bad drive. I mean, look, this, I mean, this right here, perfect example. Uh, when you're driving around, you're playing, you know, you're playing with your phone and you're playing with your, your CD player. You're trying to pop in your, your, your CD, whether it's, 
you know, whether you're trying to listen to a Journey CD or you made a, a, a Bruce Springsteen mix CD, you know, those, I'm sorry, that's my, that's my era, folks. Uh, you're playing around, you're not thinking about how you're affecting other drivers when you're swerving all over the road. And I know I'm recording a, 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 a WrestleCast while I'm driving at my early morning truck right into town. I'm, I'm using the little headphone microphone. That's why the sound quality is diminished uh, so much since season two when I had a desk and a, and a microphone and a tube preamp. Anyway, I'm not trying to get sidetracked, and that's what I'm talking about. We get sidetracked. It's very easy to get sidetracked during our drive through this life to survive. We keep our heads down, and we survive. And sometimes we see things happen, and we don't say anything because we don't want to cause a stir. Sometimes we keep our mouths shut. Sometimes we mind our own business when it's pretty obvious we should be interfering with something or we should be reaching out or we should be, you know. Sometimes it's a simple, you're, you're in the store. You're in the, some. let's say we're in the movie store and we just watched the Naked Gun saga. Like we just watched it that day and we went to the movie store and you hear someone asking if they have the Naked Gun saga and saying, I loved the Naked Gun saga so much. I want to buy it on DVD and and we're in the store and, you know, we just watched the Naked Gun Saga and we love the Naked Gun Saga and we just rewatched it and re reestablished how much we love it. And you hear someone talking about how much they love it, but you just, you just let it go. You don't say, you don't say anything. You don't jump. You don't cross that river. You don't break that barrier and reach out and say, hey, I too love the Naked Gun Saga. You don't, you don't even start that conversation. You just keep your head down and you grind and you survive. Now, I've already gotten a little, a little sidetracked here, but I want to talk about the lessons we teach, we teach each other. Now, let's say you're in the DVD store and, 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 you're, and you hear someone talking about the Naked Gun Saga. And you have a child with you. You got your little kid, your your son or your daughter's there. They're, they're they're too young. They're they're past the age where they would go. I like like the Naked Gun Saga, Mister. They're past that age, where they go, Dad, Dad, Daddy, tell him that we we watch that Naked Gun Saga. They're not gonna say. They don't say anything. They're at the age where they look to you. Or maybe they've always looked, maybe they're that kind of kid. They've always looked, they're not outgoing like that. They just look to you for what to do. <clears throat> and they see you clench up. And, you know, the, the guy's talking about, he's looking for the Naked Gun Saga, and he loves the Naked Gun Saga. And, and they look at you because they're like, they're thinking in their hands, ah, we, we just watched those. We, we just watched those Naked Guns. We love those. We should tell him. And they're looking at you, and you don't say anything to that person. You don't reach out. You don't communicate. Well, what have you taught them? What have you taught them there? Right there, you've taught your kids something. And yeah, let's say the next time you're at the DVD store and 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 and, and you've watched, you know, you've watched uh, 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 you've watched um, Goldfinger. 
or that that's not a good example. Goldfinger's not very good. I, I didn't like. I don't think Goldfinger's very good. But let's say you you just watched uh, you only live twice. James Bond and, and you're at the DVD store the next time and you hear someone go, I'm looking for You Only Live Twice, I love it. And you reach out, you say, excuse me, sir, I too love You Only Live Twice, the James Bond film. And you make that connection. Well, your kids have already learned, you didn't, you didn't make the connection the first time that you backed out. And now they're not going to think you're a coward because you didn't tell someone you loved the Naked Gun saga. But when you try to make it up later, you don't always necessarily have a chance to make it up later. It's, it's remind, you know, life's, it's a learning experience. And okay, we'll forgive you for not bringing up the Naked Gun Saga the, the first time and bringing up You Only Live Twice the second time. Okay, you've improved. So let's give you that. You've shown improvement. And I mean, okay, fine. So my, my, I mean, that brings me back to my, I mean, life is a learning experience. And I'm sorry, I'm philosophizing here on an early morning truck ride into town. I'm trying not to get hit. I'm trying to obey uh, the laws of the road. And uh, 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 anyway, I, I don't, I don't necessarily want you to get the idea that this is okay to do either, okay? It's not. I'm being forced. I'm being forced into this because a space alien destroyed my my legitimate operation that I was working on. And the FDI scooped up my executive producer. I haven't heard from him in a while, but if you can, don't wrestle cast in the car. But anyway, I guess it's a learning experience if the first time you didn't you didn't uh, tell tell the stranger you loved the Naked Gun Saga, but the second time you tell a different stranger you loved, you only lived twice. But your child may have learned from the first. Maybe one, maybe he's not there to see the second one. So you want to try to get it right. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure on this drive to survive. This drive through life to survive. But you, you don't want to be arrogant either. Maybe I'm being too arrogant. You don't want to be arrogant. You don't want to just discount the learning experience. I mean, everyone's having one. So we got to have a little compassion and a little bit of a patience. Patience is the only virtue. You know, a lot of quote-unquote atheists get all upset at the Bible. They, they go, oh, uh, oh, the Bible, that's real smart. Like when Abraham took it, wanted to listen to God to kill his child. They leave out the part where he didn't do it. So a lot, you know, back then a lot of a lot of cultures sacrificed their children when they wanted good weather, or the crops to grow, or something like that. It's superstition times, superstitious times. So they think they died. So they go, oh, we're gonna. If we kill the child, the, the sun will rise in the morning when, if you just had a little patience and didn't kill anything, you would have seen it rose anyway. That's just the way that way, the, the way things work in nature. There's a, an orchestration and a timing and a, and a pattern to nature. It's something bigger than you created and you're not necessarily affecting with your silly actions. And uh, I know killing your child isn't a very isn't a silly action so much i'm just saying it's ridiculous to think your your tiny actions your tiny things are you know 
the, the, if you pour water on a flower, it grows. It's not if you pour water on it and then kill your dog. And those people that try to point to that story and say the Bible's silly, well, they obviously never read far enough. They're quitters because he doesn't do it. You know, the Lord tells him, oh, I was just testing your faith and, and you passed. I saw that you would kill him, so that's good enough. You don't have to do it. And that's pretty much just saying, like, be ready to do anything for the Lord, but... I mean, he's quit killing your kids. Uh, it's, you probably don't have to do that. It's, a, it's only the most extreme situation you're going to have to do anything like... I mean, never... Don't... All right. Let's just make a rule. And they should have... Maybe they should have... He should have said it in the Bible more like, All right. Yeah, you passed the test, but never kill your kids. Okay? I mean, we've watched... Y'all watched Chicago PD, and if you didn't, you heard my recap of it. Nobody likes that. And you know, sometimes when I read that story, I think that maybe that, that was a learning experience for the cultures back then, that that's not a good thing to do. Whether you think, you know, if we, maybe if we just don't do that and sit and wait, the crops will grow on their own. And what do you know they do? But life, as I said, is, an, is a learning experience. You know, what does Abraham do? He grabs the ram and kills the, kills the ram instead. So maybe it's, it's like a story signifying the move from human sacrifice to uh, animal sacrifice, which, which takes over in the Bible for a while. And I'm just saying, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, that's an example. Okay, that's, that's where I come, that's where I'm coming from. That's what I know. That's what teaches me. Now, I didn't do that great in school. My father used to call it an indoctrination program, so I didn't take it very seriously. But I take the Bible seriously, and I think there's learning. Uh, there's plenty of learning to be done in the Bible because the Bible's what a bunch of cultures learned from for a long time before school. The Bible is a school, all right? But there's all kinds of progression. I mean, we have more and more story, more writings. People learned how to write over time better and better. Learned what materials to use that pass them down so that other uh, future generations could learn from them. Because, as I've said, life is a learning experience. But I don't want us to forget, this is what I was originally getting to with my Naked Gun Saga example, I don't want us to forget that we're also teachers. So what did Abraham do when he, when he, uh, when he brought Isaac up there and he almost killed him and then he's like, no, I'm not going to kill you, I love you. And thank goodness God told me to back off because I don't want to kill you ever. Thank goodness the Lord said, uh, just forget about it. You did good enough bringing him up here. Kill that ram instead. You know, I, you know, sometimes people go to the hospital and the die. Everyone knows a story like this. Someone's hurt and the doctor's like, we got to cut off your leg. It's no good. You're like, what? I just, it was just a bicycle accident. I just got it caught in the spokes of my bicycle. I'm like, no, we got to cut this leg off. Or else you, you're probably going to die in six months. No, that's crazy, Doc. And who knows? And then, you know, everyone has this story of this happened to an uncle. I've heard this story from multiple places. But, you know, a doctor's like, I want to cut off your limb to save you. This is your life. 
And they said, no, Doc, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I don't think that's necessary. And the doctor's like, all right, well, when you die in five months because your leg poisoned you, don't come crying to me. And, and guess what? Never cut off their leg. Didn't this happen to, like, George Clooney or something? Anyway, they don't. Never cut off the leg. And nobody died from it. Nobody was poisoned by the leg. So you don't know. You don't know if that doctor was just having a bad day or maybe he was at... He was hanging to having too much fun at the bar before work. But he was going to chop off a perfectly good leg and affect your life that did not end from the leg. So what did that doctor teach you? You know, after an experience like that, a lot of people are going to be like, all doctors are quacks. I don't trust them. And you wouldn't be able to blame those people, would you? So anyway, you just got to be careful what you teach. Maybe Isaac, you know, Isaac learned from his dad that you don't kill your kids in order to make uh, uh, the the sun and the moon come up because they're going to come up. That's not why they come up. I don't, I'm not totally, the Bible's a very mysterious thing. It's the unending mystery, as they call it, the mysteries. There's a lot to be, a lot to be pondered in there. That's that's what what I think the ultimate, there's just a lot to be pondered within those uh, mysteries. And they've been pondered by a a long time by a lot of people. A lot of our teachings have. And I'm sorry, I'm not trying to scold you. I'm not trying to scold anybody, but, well... You know, life's a learning experience, and maybe maybe yelling about it isn't the best way to teach either, because it's not. It shouldn't really be that scary or that intense. Just be careful when when you when you do rash things in order to to maintain this drive to survive. You can end up hurting somebody out there, and you can end up setting a bad example that. That your kids are something to learn learn from. So, just try to set a good example. You know, I don't. Yeah, okay. So you might you're gonna send an email. Uh, oh, Alan, what example are you setting? That rest, watching wrestling and, and podcasting about it's what a person does. That's what I do. And hopefully, I'm setting some kind of example to follow your dreams. You know, by, 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 by continuing to do this, even though I'm interfered with by space aliens and the men in black. I'm trying to follow my dreams. And when you follow your dreams, you're setting a good example, unless your dreams are about killing or exploiting or abusing other people. Don't follow those dreams. Those are nightmares pretending to be dreams. Don't listen to those. And uh, I can surely say that with certainty that those are not dreams to be followed because we have uh, decades, centuries, thousands of hundreds of thousands of years and multiple thousands, hundreds of thousands of cultures uh, learning from the, uh, the effects of exploitation, abuse, and murder. So don't do those things anymore. Those are my teachings for today. All right, we're pulling into town. I'm sorry for yelling so much. Now, I hope, uh, maybe, hopefully we made some progress here. Um, and I thank you for listening to the show. Send, if you, if you, we welcome your comments, your criticisms, your complaints. Send us an email, ringoftyranny at gmail.com. That's R-I-N-G-O-F-T-Y-R-N-Y. 
A-N-N-Y at gmail.com. Head on over to patreon.com slash ring of tyranny and join Mr. TEC Bid, our only and beloved patron over there. You can become our second, our third, even our fourth patron. And, um, you know, as I like to sign off here uh, in a little homage, which is uh, Italian for tribute to uh, one of my favorite shows, SCTV, uh, may the good Lord Good Lord, take a lack of you and philosophize you real soon. Good morning.